Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career. For your family. For your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University. One of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording live once again from our PodString studios in Times Square. Folks, there are a couple of stories that I really want to bring your attention to because I am feeling this overwhelming sense of doom, as I'm certain that many of you are feeling. But there are a couple of things that I think are worthy of note. We're going to have our in-depth conversation as we do every week with our friend, in-house doctor, Dr. Jonathan Metzl, to go through where we are with the latest in COVID-19. One of the things that I brought up to him and which we'll discuss in a bit is a Reddit thread that came through a Utah ICU doctor in discussing how COVID-19 is affecting young people, children, essentially infants, toddlers, teens, and all kids that fall in between, how they are getting sicker, how they are dying, how they are ending up with long COVID and other respiratory issues, cardiac issues that they're going to be dealing with for the rest of their lives. We are seeing numbers in pediatric hospitals that are boiling over. And what does that mean? Well, it means that they will not have the ability or the capacity to deal with other injuries that come in that children have that at one time could have seemed like they were not life-threatening, but because they will not be able to get the immediate care that they need, it will become life-threatening. What does it mean to live in a country that only cares about fetuses, but once those children are breathing oxygen, living and walking, that this country doesn't actually give a fuck. What does it mean that we are living in a time when you can ban access to abortion before a woman even knows that they are pregnant, right, at six weeks, which, let me just be very clear, is missing roughly two periods, right, two menstrual cycles. And that you have in the same time, these very same people who then are protesting in front of hospitals and at school boards threatening health professionals 
so that your kids can't remain safe while they are at school? How can you be at once protesting the right to life and then denying actual living human beings that same fucking right? I feel insane. And so if you feel crazy too, know that you are not alone. We're living at a time, right, where you have Republicans that want to say that Democrats are taking away all of your rights, taking away your right to pray, taking away your right to infect as many fucking people as possible with a killer virus because we are mandating that you wear a goddamn mask. There are not a lot of things that can save us right now, except for common sense, which I recognize is not actually common, right? Because you have a lawsuit that I talked about yesterday of a woman that wanted to bring a lawsuit against a hospital where her husband lay on a ventilator from COVID-19 because they won't give her husband horse medication. What in the entire fuck? When I say that I believe that there was a terror in the universe, when I believe that we are living in some alternate dimension or some mix of purgatory hell and the apocalypse, this is what the fuck I am talking about. Where you would rather sue a hospital, which is not a veterinary clinic, for not prescribing horse medication, right? And then at that same time, there are motherfuckers that are protesting outside that very same hospital saying that they have a right not to wear a mask. This is indeed hell. And I want people to wake up, right? We want to believe that we are better than we are. We want to believe that 50% of the population isn't pro-death and that they are literally protesting the right to die and take as many people with you as possible. You know, Jonathan brings up something funny at the end of our interview when he says that, you know, in all of these pandemic movies, right, that you watch, whether it's World War Z or, you know, uh, uh, the, just wh- whatever apocalyptic style, Walking Dead, whatever type of show or movie, what is happening right now would be that instead of the hero, right, in the movie or the, the tribe or the group of people trying to rehabilitate humanity after a killer virus or alien invasion, that in this reality that we are living in, those people would be pro-zombie. They would be pro-walking death. They would be going out to try and turn themselves into zombies at alarming rates because they believe that that somehow is the future. It sounds stupid, right? It sounds fucking crazy. And that is exactly what people in this country are doing right now. What is alarming me is this. This is the first week that children across the country, all of them, right? From, you know, from elementary school all the way up into higher education are back to school. What do we know to be true, right? Even though we know that things have fluctuated and changed, what do we know for certain? Is that at any time that there is large gatherings, right, of people that within the four to six weeks post that time, there are spikes in COVID-19, So what can we understand to be true about the middle of October? It is going to be a shit show on top of a shittier show. Why is that? Oh, because we're already experiencing COVID-19 surges in red states across this country, right? Where you are hearing that if Tennessee 
were to be its own country, it would be the second worst country of COVID-19 in the world, right? So here's the thing. You have Texas mandating that no one can wear a mask. You got Florida doing the same. You got every red state deciding to be a copycat of who can be the worst, right? Who can be the worst on top of the worst? That's where we are. Well, in four to six weeks, folks, you are going to be overwhelmed with the amount of stories of children dying, of children being on ventilators, of them having long-term illness, right? That, uh, guess what? Republicans are going to ensure that, guess what? Insurance companies won't have to fucking cover because that's what they care about at the end of the day. They care about corporations. They care about making sure that shareholders and CEOs get the most right? While you get the least. They care about control. They don't care about life. And so I want us to reframe the conversation that we have around abortion because it isn't about the right to life. It isn't about new life coming in because if you gave a fuck, right, about life, then it wouldn't just be when those cells are forming themselves, In uterus, it would actually be about life outside of the womb. It would be making sure that our children are safe, right? It would be making sure that they have an education, that they have access to healthcare, that they have nutrition. In every one of the things that I just mentioned, Republicans have actively created campaigns and policies to work in opposition to your children being well. It's why... Yesterday, I walked you through pieces of this cradle-to-grave legislation that this omnibus of a social safety net that Democrats are trying to put together. But what they also need to put together is their messaging that frames Republicans as who they are. They are people that don't care about Americans. They are people who don't care about workers' rights, women's rights, LGBTQ rights, voter rights, or anyone having rights outside of the corporations to force you into some type of newfangled indentured servitude where you should just be grateful that you have a job. Who cares if you're able to go to the bathroom? Who cares if you're able to have a lunch break? Who cares if you're work to exhaustion, Right? so long as you should be blessed and feel thankful that you have this job. That's what Republicans want. That's the world that they want us to live in. Folks, coming up next is my conversation with our friend, Dr. Jonathan Metzl, talking again, raising the alarm about where we are with this pandemic and what it is that we need to be paying attention to. Peeps, you know that I am always so happy, well, I don't know if talking about COVID-19 on a regular basis every single week makes me happy, but I am happy that our guy, Dr. Jonathan Metzl, our in-house doctor here on Woke AF Daily, has always been by our side over the last 18 months, walking us through where we are, where we're going. Um, Jonathan, you now, uh, right now, are in Tennessee. You are back at uh, your university teaching in person Um, And so I'm interested to hear how things have been going for you there. But before we jump into what's happening in Tennessee, I want to bring you this thread, Jonathan, that is posted in the Salt Lake Tribune by an ICU doctor that it works with children. And this is what he wrote. And this was verified by the Salt Lake Tribune to make sure that the doctor was who he said that he was um, operating under anonymity. Because, of course, in these United States, we now threaten doctors. We now um, want to physically assault doctors for trying to keep us safe. And this is what he wrote. 
Hey there, friendly neighborhood ICU doctor reporting. He's talking about a death of a teenager that has happened. Kids are getting sicker this time around, and it is happening more frequently. This includes newborns, toddlers, and teens. Has not spared any of them. There are multiple cases on the ventilator, which is not something that happened routinely in children. Across the country, we are seeing children with respiratory illness, shock, terrible myocarditis, and strokes in the setting of COVID. Unfortunately, he continues to write, we are also seeing spikes in other viruses, including RSV, spikes that are nearing levels of what associate with a bad winter flu season. This is overwhelming pediatric units. At some point this weekend, pediatric ICU patients were spending time in the emergency department waiting for a bed, and that is not a safe situation. He goes on to say that pediatric units at capacity is insane. There are patients that had delayed transfers from outlying emergency rooms, as well as because they could not be accepted and transported in a timely matter. He said, when this happens, negative things occur. Jonathan, what is your reaction to this thread by this doctor who is talking about his particular situation in Utah, but using it as framing for what is happening across the country in children's hospitals and pediatric units? Well, certainly there's so much um, happening in real time now. I mean, this is happening now. And so part of the issue is, as we know, there's a lot of disinformation out there. The research apparatus is slow to catch up. But I would say just as somebody who's obviously studying and teaching about about, about this issue, it it makes sense to me to hear that uh, for a couple of reasons. I mean, number one is that, of course, we know Kids under 12 are not vaccinated, so they're, they become de facto the highest risk. Um, and then the Delta variant delivers a much more potent, um, potentially debilitating load of virus, right? The viral load is much, much higher. Um, and then kids are also going back into schools. And so I think right now is really the very important time to be tracking stories like this um, because it just, it just, for me, at least, and again, I I want to be careful because I because you know you you don't know what's going out online and things like that. But I would just say it makes sense to me. I mean, kids are vulnerable because they're unvaccinated. It's a very fraught time, and they're going back into schools right now. Um, and so I I would just say that this is a story we have to track very closely and see what happens. The other the other important part of what you just said is that. It's not just about kids getting sick right now. There are two other major issues. Number one is that we know that even mild cases can lead to long COVID. Um, the, one of the words in that piece was myocarditis, which I think mm-hmm. is very important. Long-term cardiovascular effects, long-term lung, lung effects. And so even if kids aren't getting sick, they're still at risk of, of a long-term debilitating illness. That, that's number one. And then number two, of course, is before the pandemic, we used pediatric ICUs for everything else that kids get sick of, often things that they that they survive. But I mean, kids have all kinds of other, you know, all, you just name, just think of the spectrum of other kinds of illnesses that get kids sick. And if there's no space in those ICUs, things that are preventable illnesses all of a sudden become much bigger risks. And so this is a very fraught time, and particularly as kids go back to school. 
You know, one of the things that uh, this doctor had written too, he said this, simple things like a minor head bleed after falling from a trampoline or small spleen laceration after a car accident can turn into catastrophes when patients are not being taken care of immediately. So to your point, he was bringing up that same issue that we are using the, this pediatric wards as now these overflow COVID wards. But what happens to those kids that are coming in with other issues that aren't immediately being taken care of, what happens to them, right? And they're sitting on these beds in emergency rooms waiting to be seen because we have so many children that have pressing needs barreling down on them because they've contracted COVID. And this is a bigger untold story of the pandemic. I mean, um, I study gun violence, right? And gun death went up last year. Um, and why did gun death go up? Well, so there were more guns, there were more shootings, but also in many parts of the country, if you got shot in the arm or the leg, um, that wasn't fatal two or three years ago, um, but but you're gonna bleed out because there's no, there's no ER, there's no ICU. So um, gunshots that, that, that weren't fatal on, you know, on, on their face, um, really became fatal because because there were there were no beds and, and so really this story is not just about COVID deaths which is what we're tracking mm-hmm. it's also like what's the other impact on our incredibly burdened healthcare system and so I just think it's a very important time for people out there to think about prevention preventative medicine I got my flu shot the other day you know because I could never get enough shots. Um, but I mean, just other things like that, because it, it's just, we, we, we have in our minds an assumption of, oh, that's something medicine can fix. But right now medicine is, you know, hanging by, um, dental floss in, in a way. And so, you know, so in a way, the, the other issue of this pandemic is what's not getting treated in a way that it used to. That is it for today's Woke AF Daily Podcast. To hear more from today's show, including my full interview with Dr. Jonathan Metzl, support me on Patreon at patreon.com slash Woke AF. Power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit LambdaLegal.org. That's LambdaLegal.org. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. 
What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know, he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 